Welcome back. Oh my god, guys, so much has happened in the last how long has it been? Yeah, I feel like we owe a bit of bit of an apology because we have been a little bit MIA, but Yeah. We've had a hectic couple of weeks. Yeah, Ellen and I decided that it'd be a great idea to go to <laughs> Bali and then move house, which Wow, what a time. What the fuck were we thinking? Dude, and Bali was insane. Yeah. We were like, oh, it's going to be such a re- oh my God. relaxing Bali holiday. It's going to be so chill. <laughs> we're like, I'm not doing anything more than lie by the pool and drink cocktails. Yeah. We're like, yep, yeah, we're going to film a Bali vlog. Yeah. Oh my God. We were going to do like a Bali, ep- like an episode in Bali. Yeah. And, and a vlog. <laughs> yeah, look. It didn't get around to either of that. Unfortunately. In fact, I think we were going to record like a normal episode in Bali. Yeah. Nope, it didn't happen. In our defence, we had really bad Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, let's use that as the excuse. <laughs> I'm like, we were cut off. <laughs> we, were, we were cut off from civilised. I broke my phone, which is our recording device. Yeah. That was insane. I oh, didn't have a phone oh for like... Oh, God, ma- did we hear about that on the trip? <laughs> didn't have a phone for majority of Bali. Yeah. That was insane. But highlight? Just like eating out mm. and drinking. Yeah. Eating out three times a day. That's incredible. That's <laughs> definitely that was definitely a highlight. I thoroughly enjoyed the waterfall. But oh yeah. I also love a good night out. We went to Mexicola and Wowza. <laughs> it was a big one for me. <laughs> but yes, we are back out. Oh, moving was a lot. Yeah, yeah. It took a. I, we're still in the process, to be honest. Yeah. We're filming this at. 8.17 on a <laughs> Monday evening. Our lounge room has two cushions and that's the extent. <laughs> we finally have a dining table. And Ellen and we Fraser. don't have a fridge or a washing machine. <laughs> we have this like pathetic little bar fridge in the kitchen. That's like all of our stuff is crammed into. Oh, it's oh, good. Yes. But we love our new house. Yeah. So we're almost moved in, but yeah. It's been an absolutely hectic yeah. couple of weeks, so apologies. That's why we've been missing in action. But we're definitely going to be more um, present on our Instagram. Yeah. We were just saying that before. We've got no more overseas trips planned. <laughs> we've got but, no more moving houses planned. And, you know, no exams. Yeah. In fact, we were literally just saying we're actually not as busy. Like, we just had... 50,000 things happening all at the same time. And now we're going to calm down. Yeah. Focus on the podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys are our number one priority. Number one priority. But anyway, I'm actually so excited to do another episode. And we've got some good questions Yeah, I feel today. like it might be a bit of a chatty one. But just yeah. settle in. Maybe grab a snack. <laughs> a cup of tea. I don't know if you're watching this in the evening. Maybe some chalky mm. in bed. Ooh. Ooh what fun. an evening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's do it. Question number one. Bit of a spicy one. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend's mum doesn't like me because I am, in quotation marks, too quiet. What do I do? Must I change? I actually kind of relate to this question because I had a boyfriend and um, his parents did not like me. And they didn't notice it at first. Like I was oblivious <laughs> and whatever. I'm just, like, going out and being my usual self. And then as the relationship progressed, I, like, just got these, like, vibes from them that they just were not a fan of me. And it actually was, like, and I'm not a quiet person, as you probably all know. <laughs> I'm not a quiet person. But I did get – I ended up finding out that it was because I was not too quiet, but I was too, like – 
reserved. Like I wasn't like going out of my way to like go chat to them and stuff. And like, yeah, it just like didn't end up like, yeah, like didn't end up working out with the mm. parents. Like I just never got on with them very well. Um, and I apparently like I just like used to always like stay in his room and like wouldn't come out. But it's also like not there to see his parents. Like anyway, that's what I thought at the time. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it didn't end well. Like, and we ended up breaking up. And like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like because of the family thing. But I think that that when you don't get along with the family, like it does put a bit of a strain on your relationship. Mm. So I understand how that can be a bit of a yeah. problem. So I think what I thought when I read this question was. No, the person writing in doesn't have to change, but potentially they have to make more of an effort. Yeah. And I was too immature to be make an effort because I was like, oh, they don't like me. Fuck them. Like, I don't want even want to be friends with them. Looking yeah. back, I should have just been like, okay, well, I need to actively go out of my yeah. way. Uh, potentially, like, because it sounds like the mum has said something about her being too quiet. Like, that. that's a little bit shitty, but mm. I think what she's trying to say is yeah potentially you do need to make more of an effort um because I think like that is the number one thing with getting partners parents to like you is just to make an effort like yeah they just want to see that you like care especially if you like if you don't um live out of home and you're actually spending time at their house and I think in my relationship, that's what they were getting mad at was I was coming over or he was always at my house and then when I come over, I didn't spend any time with them and I didn't bother and I was being at their house and didn't really try. And, like, I don't know, as I get older, I can understand why a parent would feel that way. Like, I think another big thing is offering to help out. Like, Mm. if you have meals with them um, after dinner, just be like, oh, do you need a hand doing this? Or, like, parents love... Well, actually, that's any, anyone. anyone loves someone who's going to help out. Um, and just, yeah. Try, try find some common ground. Yeah. Like, there's not many people you have nothing in common with. Even if it's about cooking, like, go, if they're cooking dinner, like, as you said, like, maybe it's like going, oh, I actually really enjoy Italian cooking. Maybe we can cook dinner mm. together or something i don't know yeah. but like make some sort of common ground yeah. they don't have to be your best friend yeah but yeah. even if you find it hard to make conversation with them at least just always say hi and bye mm. if you're if you're going to their yeah. house yeah 100 percent. and always like thank them yeah that that's always, a big thing i yeah. remember like when i first started um staying at fraser's place like i would always make such a point about when I'd leave, I'd be like, thank you so much. Because he was still living at home. I'd be like, thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah. I think the other thing is if they don't live out of, like, they don't live at home. So you're not always seeing them. Mm. Um, I don't know. At those, like, family gatherings, maybe you try and, like, bring a gift or something. Like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. Just make it seem like you're not, you are just naturally shy and reserved. Mm. Like, you're not trying to be, yeah. like, stuck up and like yeah. just not talking to the family because I think that sometimes that's actually, what it comes across. I as. actually really feel sorry for shy people because I think so often it gets taken that they're stuck up. Yeah. I think unless the partner's parents are unreasonable, like usually all it is is just making an effort to talk to them, saying hello, goodbye, offering to help out when you can and just and understand that if they are being unreasonable or they still make comments to your yeah. boyfriend about them not liking you, um, that's then, not your fault. Yeah. 
If you're doing all these things where suggested and they're still saying you're too quiet, then yeah. that's their because problem. Because we're experts in everything we've said since. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but seriously, like, if you are already making heaps of effort and they yeah. still say that, then that's... Then there's nothing more you can do. And, like, that's a different conversation yeah. about where you want to go from there, but... That's like, a reflection on them. Yeah, 100%. And, make, and also, I think it's important, like, not that your boyfriend needs to fight your battles, but make sure that your boyfriend's not like is supporting you in that he's also telling his parents like oh yeah she really likes you but like yeah she's just she struggles in these kind of situations or yeah. blah 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 and get, she's really shy get him to like initiate some stuff so yeah like, yeah just make sure that your boyfriend's on your side and that he understands the situation and i don't think you can go wrong yeah Anywho, good luck with that. You can do it. We believe in you. (laughs) See ya. All right, question two. I have a person in my life who used to be a friend of mine, but I no longer want to have a friendship with her as she's not a good person to me. But she won't take the hint or accept that I no longer want to be friends. And I feel controlled or forced into being in a friendship that I don't want to be in. Oof. <laughs> the first thing I think of is if this was a boy and a girl in a relationship, this would be psycho. Yeah. Right? Like it would it would literally You'd be, be like, like just block them. Yeah, and it would it would be so black and white. It's like this person is being clingy and being crazy and like get them out of your life, like block them on stuff, you know, change the locks in your house. <laughs> but because it's a friendship thing, people feel the need to like protect people's feelings. Like, mm. don't get me wrong, like you should protect people's feelings but if it yeah. if you've made it clear that you don't want to be friends with this person they're hanging around my first instinct is okay well something further needs to happen a bit firmer mm. that's a really good point about the boyfriend thing my thing would just kind of be like just withdraw yeah like i had a friendship where i decided Oh, some stuff went down and basically same thing. I was like, this isn't really a good person that I want to be friends with. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just withdrew. Yeah. And like, I feel like there's only, like, if someone's not making an effort to be your friend. Yeah. Like, eventually you're going to get sick. Maybe yeah. make it a bit more like. Yeah. Like, just, if this person messages you, just don't reply. Yeah. The thing that. Um, does get my attention in this is that it says she won't take a hint and I think you you shouldn't mm. be hinting. If it's this much of an issue and like she just is keeping on hassling yeah. you, then maybe hinting isn't the best idea and maybe you do need to sit down and have a breakup. Like have the conversation about going, actually I don't really want to be friends with you anymore and like it's uncomfortable but so are like relationship breakups. Yeah. Um, but you can do the like like, they message you and it's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And you're like, oh, sorry, I'm super busy. They message yeah. you about something, you reply a week later and say, sorry, I forgot to reply. But I feel like that's what's currently happening and she's still not taking the hint. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like if you've if you've been doing... But why is this person still trying? We don't know. Yeah. This person could be psycho. <laughs> it's you, Ellen. I've been trying to get rid of Ellen for <laughs> months. <laughs> She's hanging on. I withdrew. I just follow you. She's fo- she even moved house with me. <laughs> Psycho. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, my thing would be like just completely just, withdraw. Yeah, just completely withdraw. I don't know. If you are up for a little bit of confrontation, yeah. I think that potentially a strongly worded conversation. Otherwise, 
I don't know, a text think- message just being like, look, I've tried to let you down easy, but I really just don't want to be your friend anymore. For, if you want to say a reason, say the reason. And and then just be done with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it is uncomfortable, but so are relationship breakups. And sometimes we don't treat friendship breakups the same. Like they still suck and they still are uncomfortable, but need to be done sometimes. Mm. I think if you want this over quickly, take Evie's approach. If you kind of don't mind waiting around for this person to get sick of you, then yeah. um, potentially take my approach. But yeah. Yeah. Either way, like eventually she's going to not be your friend. And don't like, don't feel like you have to now just go, oh, well, I have to be her friend because she's clinging on. Because, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because no, like, no. absolutely not. Yeah. I think this person's done a good job at identifying that this isn't a good person this isn't a friendship they want to be in so don't go back on that exactly because your instincts are always right like if you don't want to be friends with this person then don't be friends with them yeah and just like manage how to exit and you know you don't really want to burn bridges with this person if you have mutual friends Um, yeah so yeah i guess like you do need to tread somewhat lightly because you don't want to hurt or him to be going and saying shit behind your back to other friends in the friendship group. But if it's not that kind of situation, then say all the shit you want to say. (laughs) So ghost or breakup, either way, you're going to get rid of them. Yeah. So good luck. I hope they're out of your life sooner rather than later. Yeah, good luck. And it's time for a romance question. These are our favourite type of questions, I feel. What's no like do do do? What's the um sexy tune? You know the no, that's it. It's like bow bow bow. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. Ellen's getting into side effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. let me read this out. I met a girl who came to Australia on a visa, holidaying slash traveling. We were dating for nine months and had a great time together. Her visa ran out one month ago, so she went home to the UK. We have kind of been doing long distance ever since. Should I give up on it or go travel to the UK to make it work? Oof. This is actually a really good question. Yeah. I feel like... I love this problem. (laughs) I love when other people's problems (laughs) excite me. Um, I think the first thing for me... I don't know. I'm a little bit cynical, so I I get a bit stressed about people moving for other people. Um, And like... I don't know, it is a tricky situation because if you move for someone else and it doesn't work out, you're just going to hold resentment mm. against that person. Like maybe you don't get a job or you don't like your job over there or you preferred it over here and then you've got to make that decision again. Like I That's don't know. why my thing is, do you want to travel? Yeah. If yes, then go for it because this is a great opportunity. Especially to- the UK. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to travel, then go for it. Because if the relationship doesn't work out, whatever, exactly. you'll have a sick time. If you are really happy where you are at the moment, then yeah. I don't think do it. Yeah. I, I'm the same. And I've, I've had this come up a couple times with different people. And they're always like, oh, like, should I go be with that person over there or or it's about a um a couple like going and traveling together and i think if you have an alternate incentive to go over there yeah. so like you said whether it's travel maybe you want to go work in a foreign country yeah if you have if you've already had that goal 
then I don't see why it would be a problem because even if you broke up, you would still have wanted to go anyway. But if the sole reason for going over there is that person, then I think you're just going to end up putting a lot of pressure on the relationship yeah and that will never end well yeah and if things start not working out you're just gonna resent them exactly and it's just gonna be the source of so many arguments like i can already picture in my head like i came to the uk for you and you had went off with your friends for one night yeah (laughs) i can just already see the argument yeah because if you make that sacrifice for them you're going to be expecting a lot from them in return especially when you haven't been together a huge amount of time yeah and if you don't move over there, it doesn't mean it's... I think if you don't want to travel, then don't move over there. But that doesn't definitely mean you guys won't end up in the future. Yeah, because, like... Like, potentially go and visit them in a couple months and... Yeah, or go on a holiday together, like, meet somewhere. Like, yeah. maybe meet in Greece or meet in Dubai or, I don't know, some random yeah. location. Um, and then see how that goes. Because, like... I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of long distance, but if there's an end in sight, then potentially, I don't know, maybe she would. She goes back to the UK for a bit and then she wants to come back to Australia and mm. tries to get a visa. Bloody um, all these Brits want to come over here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, those Brits. Propose to her. All you've got to do is get married. <laughs> yeah, and then she can stay here. There you go. Done. Yeah, I think that like, if you want to go and explore the UK and Europe and stuff, then maybe it could be a good opportunity and a good time. But like... Yeah. If you're happy here and you you would only be moving for the yeah. person, I just I feel like that's a slippery slope. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our conclusion. If you want to travel, do it. If you don't want to travel, don't. <laughs> Black and white. Yeah. Simple. Wow. Normally Straight we're not point. this concise. Look, we're in a concise mood. Normally we give like seven alternatives. <laughs> yeah, like, it's always like, if this happens, then do this. <laughs> if this happens, then do this. <laughs> well, anyway, good luck. Yes. Keep us updated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All it's right. a little bit of a change of tune for this next one, I think, is it? Yes. So the last one is how do you support a friend through an abortion? Wow. That is – I've never had to do this on either end. Mm. Um, so this is, like, a bit out of my area of expertise. But I definitely – my first impression is um, you aren't – a therapist so don't try and be a therapist be a friend yeah and I think that is the most important thing is that you're not there to counsel or impart any kind of therapy in any way like you're literally there to be a support and I feel like asking the question of how do you want me to support you do you want me to do you want to talk about it or do you want me to take your mind off it? Because I feel like people will have different coping mechanisms and I think that's the best way to start, especially if you're close friends. Yeah, that's what I said. I said be whatever they need. Yeah. So reach out to them and try and organise to hang out with them. Also be prepared that they might not want to see you, they might not want to talk about it. Be whatever they need. Don't go into it with any expectations. Um, Yeah. I had a friend who went through an abortion and she didn't want to talk about it at the time and you just have to accept that. Yeah. Um be whatever they need. Yeah. Because I think yeah, the t- the people I know who have had abortions have reacted to it quite differently. Yeah. Potentially it won't be a big deal for them and 
you know, be prepared for that. Be prepared that it is a really big deal. Mm. Be whatever they need. Yeah. Be, I think, like, it sounds awkward, but I think if you do ask the question, like, I'm here to help, like, let me know how I can help you. Yeah. Not many people are going to go. Yeah. And say some random comment. Like, they will tell you what they want. And yeah. if they say, I don't want to talk about it, then just leave yeah. it. And they'll approach you. Yeah. Don't keep hassling the subject. Yeah. Because I think that's a normal coping mechanism. Any Anything bad, well, relatively bad that happens is that people don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. And then maybe if they if that is the um, answer they give, go maybe organize some activities that you can do together that is a bit distracting um but that you can still talk in you know like go get like pedicures or like go yeah know, to the park or something go to the gym together so you can still talk and still you know have an open conversation about whatever they want to have a conversation about um but you're still like kind of preoccupied doing other stuff yeah if they do want to talk about it obviously no judgment but I think that goes on, like, no, don't talk about what you would have done in their situation. No. Don't be like, oh, my God, I would hate to be in your situation. Mm, that's good advice. No, like, oh, my God, I could never have an abortion. Yeah. I think also, like, being overly sympathetic in general might exacerbate how the person's feeling. Yeah. I think when because you're like, oh, some... my God, that's so awful. Like, yeah. it just makes people go, yeah, wow, it is awful. I think potentially... But also for some people, it isn't a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. And so that might make them feel weird if you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you must hate yourself or something. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, actually, I don't. Like, Yeah, it's actually just something I had to do. Yeah. I think... Um, yeah, the no judgment, the no, like, don't make assumptions about what happened. Maybe, yeah. you know, don't go like, oh, you must be feeling this way or yeah. I know you're feeling upset. Just let them do the talking. Let them approach you. Yeah. I think the best thing to do in those situations is go, yep, cool, I'm here to talk if you need and kind of leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I know when something bad happens to to me or something, you know, that – is very serious happens to me i i do shut down for like the first little bit and then i will open up to people without yeah. any prompt sometimes the most closed up i am is when someone's going are you okay and it's like <laughs> then you just go into defense mode and you're like no i'm I'm fine i'm fine yeah i feel like if you just go i'm here for you if you need and just take a step back then that can sometimes be the best option yeah just base it on what they need yeah um and what their reaction is yeah you'll be able to sense as well i think how they're feeling like if you're a close friend like you can normally tell if someone's really upset and they really need lots of support Mm. versus if you know yeah yeah it's a thing you have to do and they've kind of made peace with that yeah another point is obviously be super discreet about it don't mm. discuss this with your other friends. Yeah. Probably a good thing that you messaged us anonymously. Yeah. You absolutely have to respect their privacy. You can't tell anyone yeah. else. This is coming from the person who is the worst at keeping secrets, <laughs> but this is one, like, you yeah. have to respect their privacy. Until they tell you, no, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't discuss it with anyone else. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like this is, like, 
like I feel like we haven't given super clear advice on this, but it is because it depends on what your friend yeah. needs. Yeah. So if be whatever they need. If they need someone to take their mind off it and not talk about mm-hmm. it, then that's what you but do. I think, yeah, look, it's a bit blasé in, in the advice realm, but I think that in itself is yeah is the point, is that, yeah. like, Don't you, make there is no, there is no, there's no instruction manual on how to counsel anyone through um, grief or, you know, these kind of yeah. huge events. It is person to person, I think. It's like use your discretion in it. If this yeah. person is a really close friend of yours, you need to trust your judgment. Yeah. And like you will know yeah. what they what they need. Like yeah. in the moment you'll know. Yeah. But they're gonna appreciate the fact that you are there for them. Yeah. No, you are a good friend even the fact that you're You're reaching out yeah. to try and yeah. So good on you. Good on you. <laughs> good luck. All right, see ya. And right. time for Evie's personal favourite segment. <laughs> Questions we are not qualified to answer. Which, by the way, we haven't had any submissions for um, a jingle for, which we asked yeah. in our last episode. <laughs> musicians, where you at? Yeah, literally. I, I know there are musicians listening to us. <laughs> we're just really, insulted. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Yeah, honestly, this is just a really good career move for you <laughs> to be on a, a podcast. But whatever, you do you. All right, so the question we are discussing this week, how to not be lactose intolerant? Oof. Oof. I actually think, okay, people are going to get really mad at this, <laughs> but, like, I actually think I'm slightly lactose intolerant. Oh, God. Like, you know, when you just, I don't know, I just think that humans aren't really supposed to consume dairy. To be fair, you do have a point. Yeah. Because, like, how many people talk about like, they eat ice cream and then, like, their stomach hurts. But look, look, it could be because I'm eating a whole tub of ice cream at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially not the best idea, but anyway. Um, what I do is... <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to speak from personal experience. You're not lactose intolerant. <laughs> Exposure therapy, does that work? <laughs> eat more chocolate. Just get over it. Just toughen up. <laughs> just, just grow up. Just grow up and not be lactose intolerant. Um, as a dairy fiend, actually, you know what? I'm a dairy fiend and I'm training myself to drink non-dairy milk. I actually claim that. I'm yeah. pretty sure I got you on the non-dairy milk Well, train. it wasn't Fraser, was it? <laughs> you only have two, you only have two people in your life. <laughs> Me or Fraser. Yes. Look, I'd like to say I'm the more positive influence. <laughs> no, I've actually never been a milk like fan at all. Like, I've never really drunk milk. Mm. When I grew up, I grew up drinking high low, not even full fat. Um, and so I switched to like almond milk, soy milk, all that shit pretty early on. And then now it's just become this big thing. So really, I was. <laughs> didn't really have lactose before it was even trendy to have the... <laughs> really you're a trendsetter look i think i started it <laughs> um but i think i think just try and embrace the non-dairy lifestyle yeah there's so many vegans these days i don't think so yeah i don't vegans. think why do you need to not be lactose intolerant <laughs> like what's wrong with being lactose well look it must i suck. feel like that yeah i feel like they must love like dairy or something I guess it depends, like, because you use the word intolerant. I don't really know that, like, you know how there's, like, gluten intolerant and then there's celiac? Is that the same for dairy? Like, can you eat some dairy and you just feel a bit uncomfortable? Or are you, like, 
celiac to the point like you can that, die <laughs> or, or you're like literally like puking up yeah i don't know <laughs> because i think that exposure therapy can work <laughs> I actually have heard that in the early stages, this is probably totally wrong, but I actually have heard in the early stages it is reversible. Mm. But I don't, probably this person's too far gone. Yeah. I just, I just don't know why you would, like, look, I get why you don't want to be lactose intolerant, but like with, in the current climate, it's not like there's limited options. Yeah. Embrace, join like a Facebook group for like lactose intolerant people. Look, I... I eat non-dairy ice cream all the time, and it's so good. The Ben and Jerry's one's so good. Mm. I think you just got to find those good non-dairy foods. Yeah. The only thing I would struggle with would be, like, eating out. Yeah. Because it is hard to eat out when you have Just do your research. Find good... Yeah. Find your, like, local, like, good cafe that you know does, like, lactose-free stuff. Yeah. Food is your saviour. Yeah. Invest some time in finding some... Good recipes, good things to buy at the shops, good restaurants, yeah. and you'll feel better. Yeah, I think just find comfort in in the lactose intolerance. Yeah, don't try and change. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> Be really are. Accept yourself. Or just become vegan. Just cut it all out. <laughs> all right. Have fun with that. Yeah. Look, I'm not jealous. I love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Ellen was just <laughs> Ellen's like we're done I'm like no we're not <laughs> it's outro time okay bye <laughs> okay no serious guys thank you for listening if you've made it to the end it's a bit of a longer episode four questions yeah well we had a lot to come back to that's actually like us filtering through questions as well we've gotten a lot, quite a few submissions recently yeah but we felt like because we haven't made a podcast in a while we're like okay we've got to smash out for technically five questions yeah we're feeling a bit chatty as well but yeah i'm now getting to the point where it's i'm tired i'm ready for <laughs> had enough i'm done with giving advice <laughs> giving great advice Evie's used up all her kind energy for the week yeah do you know what though it's because i'm not at uni i like feel like i i'm losing my mental capacity like i feel like my brain is not stimulated so i'm like struggling to like form together sentences well i went to SciTech today so <laughs> <laughs> can't relate i can't believe you went to SciTech without me i'm so jealous oh. i was stuck freaking polishing cutlery <laughs> and ellen's at bloody SciTech. Probably getting paid more money as well. (laughs) Fuck you. All right, Uh, sorry to flex on y'all. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. As usual, keep submitting your questions. Okay, I think we got to the point now in the podcast where we are going to start doing some themed episodes. So we know last week was breakups that went down really well. So I think we're going to... We want to do a Christmas one. Yep, we've been saying this for a couple weeks now. It's happening Send in your Christmas dilemmas. Oh, actually, I think we already mentioned this. That's what I'm saying. We mentioned yeah. it a couple of weeks ago. All right. I have a problem. What happens when you suggest to your housemate setting up a Christmas tree and they say no? <laughs> <laughs> because we already had too many things planned. Look, our schedules are so busy and Ellen tries to plan like everything in one day. And it's like, no, we do not need to do it right now. What happens when there's no Christmas cheer in your house? <laughs> How do you get how do you get up the Christmas cheer? Yeah. Can you buy it online? <laughs> One voucher for Christmas cheer. Yeah, I'm gonna need wow. more than that. Okay, send in your problems. <laughs>
<laughs> it's a weird time of night. <laughs> Me and AB are like, it's when they get overtired and they just get manic. <laughs> Kept just running around in a sec. Ellen had some of her had to catch up on her advent calendar. Oh yeah, I'm buzzing. She's she's got a sugar. I'm so high right now. Oh, we're children. Anywho, this is a long outro. I think we're high. All right, Um, bye. (laughs) All right, bye. Okay, so we're ghosting you guys. All right, see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Tune in next week. We love you. We love you. Bye.